Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, I'm Gemma Bath, filling in for Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. The first coronavirus lockdown felt novel, new, like a challenge we all had to face as a country. But lockdown 2.0 doesn't feel like that. It feels harder. It feels lonelier. The entire state of Victoria is today back under stage three restrictions. But in Melbourne, they're experiencing one of the strictest lockdowns in the world. Today, we're going to hear stories from those Victorians, the ones coming to terms with life in a stage four lockdown. Everyone is saying it, that this lockdown feels different to the first. It's more quiet and dark. The anxiety of the first lockdown was shared as a nation, but this one feels like Melbourne, a beloved city for food and creativity, is crumbling. That's Katie. She lives in Melbourne with her two primary school-aged kids. Like her entire city, Katie's been living under stage four lockdown restrictions since Sunday night, when a state of disaster was declared in Victoria. They're not likely to see any kind of return to normality until at least mid-September. We will have changed seasons by then. It'll be spring. Here are some of the new rules. There's a curfew in place from 8pm until 5am. You cannot travel more than five kilometres from your home. Only one hour of outdoor exercise a day. Only one person per household per day can go shopping for essentials. Masks are mandatory. If you've got COVID and you're found out of your home, it's a $5,000 fine. Most Victorians understand why these strict new rules are necessary. The state is buckling under the strain of coronavirus, with hundreds of new cases and dozens more deaths announced every day by the Premier. We have 13,035 cumulative cases of coronavirus in Victoria. That's 725 more than our last update. I'm very sorry to have to report that the total number of fatalities due to this global pandemic is now 162 Victorians. That is 15 more since our last update. Of those 15 cases, 12 can be linked to aged care. 100 Victorian aged care homes are in crisis, with the majority of deaths amongst the state's elderly. Jenna works in aged care. They've been doing everything in their power to stop the virus from getting in. We were just told last night that we got a case at work for the first time and these people had come from hospital into our facility. So doing all the right things, everybody was, and then we get this on top of everything else. But I'm trying to stay positive for my kids and for myself. It's so emotionally taking its toll on a lot of people. I just hope that 
would get some normality back again soon. There are also outbreaks at schools, supermarkets, apartment blocks, childcare centres, dentists, retail stores and meat manufacturers. There are 19 young people in the state's hospitals battling this virus. Four are in intensive care. Megan's a nurse working in one of the affected hospitals. This is how she's feeling today. Most days I'm pretty proud to be a nurse. Um, Today's a sad day though. One of my beautiful colleagues is currently in hotel isolation and catching COVID from being a nurse. She's got COVID at work. And today is her daughter's fourth birthday. And that little girl does not get to be with her mum today. For families with kids, whether they be toddlers or teens, trying to play teacher and parent while juggling work proved to be one of the hardest parts of lockdown one. Second time round, Carrie says it's the drudgery of this new reality and the exhaustion of having to do it all again that feels impossible. I'm currently cooking a leftover omelette for the kids. I've got a three and five-year-old. They were at kinder. Now we have no kinder. I just feel like we've been in lockdown of some form for five months now, and I think the last straw was taking the kinder away. It was just about keeping us together. COVID has taken away everything that made being a stay-at-home parent tolerable. So playgrounds, libraries, play dates, play centres, cafes, all those things that you fill your life with, let alone dancing and swimming and violin lessons and all those things. I'm finding it really hard. I'm, I'm sort of just really flat and despondent, wondering what the next six weeks will be and even if that will be enough. Single mum Bonnie is just holding it together. She has a unique set of challenges to juggle. Feeling very much the great pool between two different worlds, either to homeschool my little primary school age boys or to offer more assistance at work. It's really quite tricky. Two of my three boys are on the autism spectrum, one of which who also has epilepsy, meaning that when he becomes stressed and his environment is changed, he takes more seizures. So really hectic, hectic times here in Victoria. Very tempted just to put up the Christmas tree and pretend it is Christmas holidays. There's a lot of tears in Melbourne right now for big things, like just scraping through a first lockdown only to realise your business won't survive a second. And for little things, like for Kay, who was caught off guard at her local coffee shop. Daily rituals are helping to get us through in lockdown in Melbourne. This morning, my morning masked-up exercise included a quick takeaway coffee at our neighbourhood cafe. Tears came so easily. Our young waitress asked me what message I wanted written on the pay-it-forward for a frontline health worker. I was overcome by this simple request. Two cardboard takeaway coffee cups and a purple texture reduced me to tears. My mind was instantly overloaded and my heart felt like it could break because nothing I could write on a takeaway coffee cup could ever, ever express my thanks and my sadness for all those frontline health workers who front up every day to save lives of patients while putting their own at risk. Many are family members and friends. It's potent being here in Melbourne and watching and feeling this pandemic seep into our lives. And just one simple request seems to be so much of a challenge for so many people. Please, just wear a mask. But there are still hundreds of Victorians who aren't abiding by the rules. 
There's the anti-maskers who have been filming themselves in protest. But there's also a woman making headlines this week for attacking a young police officer who asked her to cover up. Even more worryingly, of the more than 3,000 door knocks done by the Defence Force to households supposed to be self-isolating, 800 weren't home. Olivia is an essential worker. She's still heading in daily for shifts at the supermarket, and it's really starting to take its toll. I'm a supermarket worker, and today was hard. Just like it was three weeks ago, and just like it was in March and April. Firstly, to the kind customers who were quick, polite and respectful. Thank you. To the fearful, we are not counsellors or psychologists, but I hope we were able to ease your fear a little bit. To people panic buying, please just stop. Unless it's toilet paper, we have loads out the back and could use the space. To the people complaining about the panic buyers, but also having a trolley full to the brim of items, you don't fool us. To the people asking in a panic when we're getting more meat, tomorrow and the next day and the day after that, please buy responsibly. To the lady who stuck her hand under her mask to lick her finger so she could separate her notes, I hope my delivery was kind yet stern enough that you now know that that practice is unacceptable in the current climate. To the people I served more than once today, did you really need to come back again? To the regulars I serve every day, sometimes twice a day. Same question. To the bad customers in the media last week, thank you for reminding everyone else to be kind to retail staff. People have changed their tune since March. We no longer get thank you for being here, thank you for risking your lives. Lately it's been angry statements about having to wear masks, like it's our fault. But since those women came forward, people have been nicer. And finally, to all my retail workers out there in Melbourne, we are strong and thank you for standing by me and each other. Let's all have a beer when we can again. Melbourne has the largest proportion of international overseas immigrants in Australia. For those that have moved to Melbourne from third world countries, like Sarge, the lockdowns are actually quite triggering. Coming from a third world country, I was quite triggered to see the word curfew on Australian TV. That word was used quite a lot when I was growing up in Sri Lanka, where there was curfew because there was a civil war and there was political turmoil going on. I certainly did not expect to see that word ever on television in a first world country. To those staying home, to those sticking to the rules, to those working on the front line or working from home while trying to parent and teach and stay sane... To those not working at all, we know there's 250,000 in Victoria stood down for six weeks as of today. To those whose parents are in aged care, to those grieving lost loved ones right now, we see you. Thank you to the everyday heroes and the people staying home and saving lives. This episode of The Quickie was produced by Melanie Tate with audio production by Ian Camilleri. If you're struggling right now, please contact Lifeline for a chat on 13 11 14. We'll pop a full list of support resources in our show notes.